Yo, I remember looking back at all my past laps of fast tracks with sharpest thumbtacks. It's facts, but sometimes would act so dumb blind to that. Presented right there in front of me. People calling me bubbly. People asking for money, and I just laugh it off humbly. Why knowing that I can't afford crumbs? My stomach rumbling now. Whole life is tumbling. The people that I try to help standing over there mumbling. Guess it was all just fun to them. So filler, and my album so sick, need no fillers. Yeah, that's no skips. Yeah, that's no flops. They about the trip. When I'm on top, I've been cooking up. Get up out my pot, but the slang hits like a cute rock. 90s baby, so you know I keep a stash of the cash rolled up in my tube. Oh man, welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yippers. And we got another fire one for you guys this week. Oh, yes, we do. Make sure you guys subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment because you are loving the content. Now, we got a special guest in the building. Yeah, we do. And, you know, as I always have to do, I got to bring him in correct. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We can't keep it simple. Bring him in, man. Bring bring him in. Yep. Our guest today is a rising artist out of Phoenix, Arizona by way of Long Island, New York. And Atlanta. Her style can be described as modern with the twist of Little Boom Bap, with songs like BOK featuring B- PK the Poet, which shows her motivational side to the brash bravado of her single DGAF, y'all know what that stands for, or the braggadocious quick flow on her single Damn Straight. Her versatility is her secret weapon. Creating her own vibe in a world of similar sounds, her style is more Rhapsody and MC Light than it is Glorilla or Ice Spice, and we are here for it. Mm-hmm. She's here to tell her story, so with no further ado, please welcome Lexi Mashan to the Gray Space. Yeah. What's up, Lexi? Hey, 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 that was a hell of an intro. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wow, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to say after that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly who I am. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we try to ca- we try to uh, capture the essence, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, TJ hit the line, you know, and, and whenever TJ hits the line, it's a guarantee, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's right. I, we'll just figure out when and where. Um, and you've been popping up everywhere, you know what I'm saying? We actually saw you um, at uh, TJ's uh, anniversary. Yeah, oh, we yeah, did. That yeah, was yeah. fun. <laughs> um, yeah, that was dope. Um, and so whenever Big Bro calls, it's just like, it's done. Um, and so super glad. You were actually already on the radar, funny enough, so it kind of just worked out. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. And so here we are on a, on a nice Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Let's get into Lexi. Michonne, by way of Long Island, raised in Atlanta, but now in Phoenix, um, doing music and doing music that um, is a style that's different than what you see from a lot of females now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like I said, you know, with DJF, you know, very you know brash bravado. Um, my favorite is damn straight. That that flow <laughs> on there is st- like we were we were. We were jumping today. We were, I was like, "Oh shit, let's yeah, go, let's go!" Yeah, we did too. Um, so we were like, run that thing back. No, we ran it back. We ran it back. We ran it back. back. I was like, "Man, she was barring it up." Thank you. Thank um, you. But talk about you know how obviously how you got into music. Um, mm-hmm. Where where'd your mu- you know your love for music start? Um, and, and let's kind of get that up until now. Yeah, definitely uh, East Coast uh, influences. Being from New York and Atlanta, and you know that's a lot of hip hop from New York and Atlanta. Um, lyrics have always been the most important to me and, um, you know, kind of the fast choppy flow or, or something slower like be okay. That's has this meaningful either way. It's got to have some type of subject matter. So, okay. yeah. 
So, like so where where'd you kind of start with with music? Like, how long you been in, in the game? And because you just been popping up on our radar re- recently, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, but but as we know with most artists, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of work that's been put into it. So, talk about your start in music and kind of how you got to where you are now. That is actually it's interesting to be here today on this particular Saturday, and you asked that question. Today is Lexi Michon's 12 year anniversary. Uh, my very, very first song came out publicly to the world February 25th, 2011. Okay. So nice. it's been nice. 12 years as of today, so I'm turning up yeah. after this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. But, but yeah, no, um, I've been uh, writing since I was a little girl, and then been doing, you know, hip-hop music. I, like, was used to sing and play instruments, but then... I've always been in love with hip hop, and then I started writing lyrics and stuff. And I just, I just, I don't know. I kind of always knew like this is what I should, this is what I'm supposed to do. Even before the industry was very female heavy as it is now, it was yeah. very, very much so male dominated sport when I started. So with that being said, I had to work twice as hard to prove myself against the boys. So I think that's kind of where the where my lyrical ability comes from today because I didn't have like an option to be any anywhere near whack. Like, right. I'm already a girl. That's already, a, you know what right. I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So on the lyric side of things, did you start, like, doing poems? Did you, or was it more, like, critical writing? How did that writing process kind of start for you? Uh, critical, actually, is a good way to describe it because it started with uh, just me... Um, emotionally just kind of putting my emotions out there mm-hmm. because I was a very emotional child um, and I didn't know how to express them very well okay. so my mom bought me a diary and I just started in there so it started with just like writing about my day writing about what I'm actually going mm-hmm. through so now that I got older it parlayed into music being about what I actually go through so right. you know yeah even okay. on songs like like Damn Straight like a lot of the things I said with those bars was what I was going through at that particular moment with friends and guys and just in that, I was I was in that space of like, damn, like, can I get a break? You know, mm-hmm. so that's what it okay. was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 take it back. Let's take it back even further, um, because as as a lot of people are out here, you know, i.e. the Merkums, the the, the Tyreeks, the you know, and, and us as well. We're from California originally. Um, we are not Phoenicians, uh, you know, born and raised. Um, and so talk about those days of, of being cultured, obviously in, in Long Island, New York, because that's, a you know, when you hear of New York, you always hear of the same, you know, uh, uh Brooklyn Bronx, right? Um, <laughs> Long Island, you think more like, um, you know, like so Jersey Shore, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. No, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like truthfully, like for people that are not from there and yeah. we know that's not the case, but talk about growing up in Long Island and then as, as well as. You having that that culture shock and changing from there to now, you know, Atlanta and then now Phoenix. So, okay. So, okay. So, let me back up. So, let me, let me explain that. Yeah. Because the culture shock for down. me was definitely moving to Arizona. That was wild. But, so, I was actually born in New York. When I was very, very young, like an infant, we moved to Atlanta. So, okay. I, my whole life, I pretty much was raised in Atlanta going back and forth to New York. So, the way that I love to describe it, because my whole family is from New York. All aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. But we, we moved to Atlanta. So, the best way that I like, I describe that um, from the... New York culture to that Southern culture, I guess. Um, that was that. It's not a culture shock, but it's kind of like if I 
if my family was from a different country, we spoke a different language, right? But mm. we grew up in America. So when I'm at home, we speak in that, we eat in that food. We, that's the mm-hmm. culture in the house. But then when I go to school, you're in just regular, right? Okay. That's kind of what I felt like growing up in Atlanta. Like it was very, everybody like at school was like, hey, shoddy was good. Da, 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 da. You know, that type of slang. And then I go home, my mom would be like, yo, go throw this in the garbage. You know what okay. I mean? It's just like, <laughs> so it was, it was both. So when I moved to Arizona, it was like away from both. Okay. And it was like, I'm on the West Coast for the first time. Well, West Coast, but I'm over here for the first time. Yeah. It's hot. It's dry. It's desert. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm so, I'm, it was it was a lot. And hip-hop, when I came out here originally, was like, it's came a long way. <laughs> it's come right. a long way right. over here. So, um, it's cool. But it's it's interesting just being bi-coastal like that is just, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Dude, you get the you get best of kind of both worlds, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. What year was it when that you came out here? 2011, actually. 2011, okay. yeah. Okay. So it was like six months after that first song came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, All and right. I, I just hit the ground running. I, I didn't really, I, to be honest, like there wasn't that, the hip-hop scene out here wasn't that big at the time, but I also wasn't really like, Hell bent on looking for it. I, I was like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I was doing. So I came here, I found a videographer, found a studio, and I just kept, you know, doing what I was doing. Um, eventually, I, I got a chance to meet. I think it was 2012. Yeah, when I performed at the hip hop festival, like the first or second one, I got Ooh. to meet Justice and stuff like that. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really like, like, what's everybody doing? I didn't really care. I was doing me, you know. <laughs> so yeah. What what was what was the reason for the jump from Atlanta to? Um, my mom actually picked it like map dartboard. We've never been to the West Coast, never been to Arizona before. Okay. So we just we the first the first day we we came out here is the is the day we moved here. Is um, but yeah, she kind of wanted to bring the family out here. And what, do you, what, just, was, what do you mean the first day? Like we had never visited. Arizona. Oh, okay, so you guys like just straight up laughed. Yeah, came laughed out yeah. And, pulled wow. up. and pulled up and like okay, where do we go? Like we don't know. We don't know the difference between, you know, South Phoenix, North Phoenix, mm-hmm. Scottsdale, Tempe. Right. we like, okay. what's, what's a Chandler? You know what I mean? Right, we just right. pulled up, like, okay. and then we just figured it out. Um, <laughs> quite a spontaneous uh, set of parents I have. But, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting experience. So, so, in addition to the culture shock, you're also somewhere where you know, you know nobody. You have no friends. You have no right. family. You have no sense of, of direction because you don't know where you are. But... Uh, on the other side, it was really fun. That's that is also kind of exciting, you right. know. <laughs> like so, 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 pull up in Phoenix, coming from the humid South. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, everybody's got, you know, a certain twang, and then you come to the West. Everybody speaks real proper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it, you know, and you said basically 2000. You said 2011, when was it that, that like, birth Lexi Michonne? Uh, yeah, it was February 11, February 25th, 2011. But that was back in Atlanta, though. So, okay, so, yeah. so so now Lexi Michonne is born, 2011, in Atlanta. But very soon after that, we're in Phoenix. Yeah, that was and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now this plan that, I, I, okay, I have this idea of who I want to be within the confines of the city that I've been raised in. Yes, how does that change the day you pull up to Phoenix? Um, or does it? Hindsight being 2020, it didn't. Okay. But at the time, I was... Uh, so at the time, I didn't... Look, again, I didn't... I wasn't really pressed on what other people or other cities were doing. I was. I was had my own goal. I always had my own plan, so I was just going to work that. However, um, before it was like Lexi Michonne and before I was like 
publicly, like to the public. I, you know, you know how you rapping around high school at the schoolyard, the lunch table, whatever. So I had been doing that for years. So I had been known. I just it wasn't like a serious professional thing until that February. Um, so other than, the only other thing that like kind of was at the time that kind of like was. A, a thing that bothered me a little bit was there was a particular like group, a female rap group that had ended up, they was got established like right as I was leaving. And I was actually in the consideration of being one of those girls okay. in that group. And if I wouldn't have moved, I probably would have been. And they did, they made a lot of strides um, before they ended their group. Uh, I think they went for like six years. So I was like, oh, that sucks. But other than that, like, I just kept doing my thing, so, you know. So you, you're alluding to a lot of things here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, so let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. So barred it up, up in the high schools, you know what I'm saying? I think I started uh, in middle school. Yeah. Okay. So so first yeah. of all, what's your record? What, what do you mean? Like you never lost? No. Okay. I got I always I Undefeated yeah. champ. I was I was writing for other people. It got to the point where I was like, I'm, let me just write for you in first period, give it to him by like second, you memorize it by lunch because it is yeah, it okay. got there. <laughs> so what was what was the thing that because you were doing this basically as a hobby. So what was the mm-hmm. thing that that you you said like what was the decision? Why why did you make that decision? Okay, this is who I'm gonna be, this is my rap name, this is what I'm gonna do. What was the reason behind that? They all they all kind of came, you know, kind of a little bit after each other. But uh, I remember, so before I moved to Arizona, I went to a high school in Atlanta for like nine months, uh, right before we came here. And before that high school, I had grew up in like the same school district, same friends from like third grade all the way through high school. Okay. And then uh, my mom moved to, a, we moved to a different, you know, and it was, and that, that was a culture shock because it okay. went from like... Whew, it went from uh, that was a culture shock. Let's just say that. So okay. that being said, okay. um, I did not like that high school. I was not happy. I was very miserable. I think that was the first time I experienced depression. So I did what I usually do since I, my mom bought me that diary. I kind of delve into um, writing and just music heavily. Like I just I was always had my headphones, just listen to music, write music, and I think that's where like my love for like very sad music came. But whatever, like you know, Rod Wave type, love it, love it, okay. love it, love it. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Um, yeah, so I was, I wasn't, you know, the happiest at the time and I started listening to certain albums, certain mixtapes. And I think that's what it was. That's when I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is my purpose because I feel a certain type of way right now. And there's certain artists and albums and songs that is literally making me feel better. Okay. So this is what I'm supposed to do Mm. for others. Um, I I don't know if that was before or after I... I think that was I already had the name Lexi Michonne because th- that was my MySpace name and I was rapping on MySpace so okay. <laughs> it's been a minute. Okay, I respect. Shout out to MySpace. So what? What was what was the reason behind the name? Um, I'll be honest, Michonne kind of came out of nowhere. But when it when it came, it was like, oh, this is dope. Like okay. it was one of those like it was when Predictive Text first came out on Motorola Razors, and I was just like, mm. cool. It was one of those. Um, but it just but it stuck, and I was just like, that's that's. Where did that even come from? That, right. But it sounded like it, it. It just sounded like me. I was like, "This is it." And to have kind of had that pseudonym for like all these years, or that alias, or whatever, for all these years is, I never got tired of it. It was okay. never like, "Oh, I grew out of that name." Like, no, that's actually who I am. Yeah, and I was going <laughs> to ask you because, um, you know, I go by an alias as well, um, and and we were just having a conversation of. I was like, yo, I don't really think I 
want to go by my regular name, like, no more. Like, I just want to be Dre all, all the time, like, even to my family, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> have you found that, you know, through the music and through the years that, not that you've changed, but that your moniker has almost become who you are? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and how and how how has that happened? Like, what what have you seen that's made you Lexi Michonne today? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been working really hard doing a lot of things, but it is weird when, not weird, because it's it's, it's great where people can respect what you're doing. But um, I had finally went back to Atlanta last summer for the oh, first wow. time in, like, I don't even know, maybe 10 years. It had been a minute. Um, maybe nine. But anyway, um, I finally had went back and... You know, growing up and like you said, having that family name or whatever. And then now I'm going back and like my aunts and uncles are like calling me like Lexi and they're referring to my music and stuff. It's weird. It's, like, it's like, that's strange mm-hmm. coming out of your mouth. But it's just, it, but it was cool because it's like, well, dang, y'all like, y'all see me. Like, I'm, when we do this as artists, we're always trying to build a fan base and we're trying to get monetized and we're trying to just get better and get out there. And you kind of forget that your actual family is watching too. Right. It's not just these new people. Right. So that was interesting. And, to, and like when I went back home, Oh my gosh! And like my little cousins are like, you know, playing damn straight, and I'm just like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was cool though. It was cool. Was can, can we talk about what music you were listening to? Because you alluded to it, but you didn't when you were. Oh, depressed. oh, oh, oh! Yes, 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 I'm, yes, yes. I'm really curious because yes. I, I think it's. I do think it's super important because even when you're depressed <laughs> and you listen to depressing music, mm-hmm. it actually helps you get through. It does. Whatever that depression is. It does. It you know, does. and then on the flip side of that is the positive kind of reinforcing music mm-hmm. as well. And I think it's so important because there's, there's a lot to dive in there. But I'm so curious what you yeah. were listening to depressive-wise <laughs> and as to kind of what pulled you out of that. I feel if these if these artists I'm about to name watch this, I'm not saying that you guys make depressing music. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like... It just really helped when you... Okay, so, and first of all, that's a good factor because that was also the deciding factor of the type of artist I was going to be. Okay. I, like, I had already known I was going to be an artist, but that's, was, that's when I was like, okay, lyrics is everything, and the emotion that I put into it is what people are going to get out when they hear it. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. that's what... That, it's mm-hmm. all about that for me. Um, but at the time period... Uh, it's one of my favorite mixtapes of all time, top five of all time ever. Uh, the warm up by Jake Cole. Okay. okay, like that was like on on a loop. Um, pretty much everything that Lupe Fiasco did, but especially Lasers, on okay. a loop. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of that particular year. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of Drake actually at the time the early Drake the singing Drake that makes sense. you know yeah he used mm-hmm. to sing me to sleep sometimes uh, okay the, <laughs> um, definitely Nicki Minaj the whole that whole okay Nicki Minaj I had originally found Nicki Mirage on MySpace she was rapping but she was like four four mixtapes deep so all of those um, she has beat me up Scotty playtime is over like all her mixtapes and then all the way leading up to Pink Friday I was like okay alright this is this is obviously gonna work yep. um, but it's just it's those type of uh, people but J. Cole and Lupe Fiasco I think lyrically at that time period were the two that really like did it for me and J. Cole and that was J. Cole was, was that's when I was like Okay, so I could be like a real lyricist and 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 still make it. Like I don't right. have to like because, yeah, J Cole is, is one of my number one inspirations. So still to this day, still to this day, still yeah. to this day. Like I don't know what I would do if I met him because I don't they, like he he wouldn't realize like how much he's inspired me. Dope. You know, mm-hmm. is, yeah, is so. warm up your favorite project? What's your favorite project from from Cole? 
2014 Forest Hills Drives is real, real A1. Real A1. But then but then he came back with KOD, and I was like, <laughs> KOD was great. Um, he don't really miss that much. Uh, the only thing I will say, and I don't know if I should be saying this publicly, but I'm going to say it anyway. The only thing I will say <laughs> is I, I liked, okay, Forest Hills Drive, that 2014 time period, 2015, when he, that whole platinum with no features. I thought that was one of, like, the coolest like accolades to have ever like when that when that happened i'm like that is so cool because that means that's all you right you, that's all you you didn't need nobody's help to go platinum and i feel like it it made him feel a certain type of way and then he started collaborating with just almost anybody and i get it like you do want to work with other people and you want to expand and get your versatility out there but not solely for the reason of like Everybody doesn't think it's cool that I'm platinum with no features, so I'm gonna do that. Like, no, like they're saying that because they can't go platinum with no features. They can't right. go platinum with features. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. so that's my only thing. Like, J. Cole, like, I just, you know, it, I just kind of wish he would have stayed on that. He was on a very, like, I, like, I don't really give a fuck what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna, whatever. And then it kind of turned into, like, okay, I wanna be your guy's friend now. And I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, you yeah. can definitely see the difference in, in like a like a four sales drive and even a like yeah. a for your eyes only. Yeah, um, that was, a, and then yeah. the transition from that to a KOD was like totally different, right? Yeah, so. yeah, and then Drake doing the same thing. Drake has, in my opinion, outside of YMCMB, has always been able to stand alone. But now all the collaborative stuff with like Future Twenty One Savage, it's cool. It's cool, but. Again, it's not if it's, as cool. I mean, it's, 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 it'd be cooler if it was one of those things where it's like, let's just do this. Not like when when there's when there starts to be like motives behind it. That's when it gets right. because you can hear that in the song. You can hear like like when when and I'm, not, I'm not talking about them, but when somebody does a song, like two, you got two people that do like a single. You can hear the one that put emotion behind it, and they wrote the song because I was going through something and I needed to when I recorded it. Versus right. the person that put out the song because I'm trying to go viral. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my my ten thousand, four thousand, so YouTube can monetize me. It's like, I could hear that. I could hear you didn't care enough. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just, I, it's all about the the real root of the reason of why you're being an artist. And if the reason is because you're trying to, you know, blow up or, or, or be the number one in top spot. As, first of all, it's really sad. Uh, second of all, it's not going to last long. Right. Mm-hmm. And third of all, you're going to be really miserable really soon because... You're doing it for all the wrong reasons, and God forbid, what if you do uh, put out a song and it gets number, you know, number one, or you're on the top of the charts, or you win a Grammy, or whatever. If that was your end goal, and then you did it, now what? Right. You know. Right. So, yeah. And that's some great insight because getting back to your music, um, as I stated earlier, you know, you're more of a rhapsody and an MC light than you are, and there's there's no disrespect, right? No, I love them. I love but yes. It's, it, you're more of of for one, the fact that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and it's just the honest truth, that you're actually using your real voice to rap, which is not something that a lot of people do nowadays. <laughs> that is very true. Yes. Um, and look, I get it. There's a sound that everybody's trying to accomplish, but the fact that like you can hear you talk, and then you can hear you rap, and it's like, oh, that's Lexi. Okay, I get that. You know, it's not. Wait, who who is that? Mm-hmm. Is that? I'm not. <laughs> oh, oh, that's somebody different. Oh, okay, um, yeah. and then the, and then again, for you to use, you know, just the three songs that I named, "Be Okay," uh, "DGAF," and um, "Damn Straight." Those are three completely different songs. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about your versatility and 
your boldness to stay in that and not want to, you know, kind of do what the radio wants you to do? It's been it's been hard. It's been hard, and I think that's why it's been this many years of of still just not. I mean, in my opinion, I made it, but in other people's perspective, because that's a very subjective statement. It's right. it's been hard because like. Yeah, it's like you work really hard on some lyrics. You do the song, you do whatever, and you try to push it, and and you get the same kind of feedback of like, oh yeah, that's dope. Oh yeah, whatever. Bars, fire, whatever. And then another individual put out something else, and you're just like, what is that? And it gets all these views. It blows up, and or it's like I do a video, and I try to do something meaningful, like the BOK video with the you know the bottles and the message behind that. But I wasn't bending over enough in that video, clearly. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't got the same views or something <laughs> like that. So it's just like, right. it's, 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 it's very hard, but I do feel like it's worth it. And, it. and every time I think about that, it reminds me of back in the day in 2009 and 10, listening to, listening to stuff like the warm up or, or whatever. And I'm, it just reminds me of there was, there was male artists back then that, that talked about guns and gangs or whatever. But then you still had the J. Coles and the Lupes. So it just, it keeps me in that mindset of there is an avenue for all of us. For sure. Like, yeah. I don't have to do what they do. They don't have to do what I do. Neither one of us has to knock each other because it's enough money for all of us. But it, it does suck when the media is the one that makes artists feel like you have to do this one thing. The media and the people that are actually giving you those views and, you know, that can take your career from point A to point B, those are the ones that's saying... That's not enough auto tune. You need more auto tune. Right. This doesn't sound like the what's on the radio. That's the radio station telling you that. Right. <laughs> like, right. so you know, it's, it's. I don't really. I stopped caring about that type of stuff. And like I said, I, that's not why I started. I started because, like I told you, so my goal, my purpose is to do my music that either heals people, helps people, gets them through something, or whatever. Not to necessarily be the number one song on the radio. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I I I I do want to say this too because I just. I know this to be true, but it really kind of rang true. Our last interview that we did, somebody talked about, you know, having your own particular voice, right? And that art has been lost. Mm -hmm. And so when we were getting ready for this interview, I'm listening to your music, right? And I'm like, this is what's dope about your music is you have your own voice. You don't sound like everybody else, right? You art. you sound like Lexi. You That's you. And... I want to commend you for that because there's a lot of copycats out there, mm -hmm. a lot of copycats, and it gets tiring, and it gets it's really hard to listen to the same shit yeah. over and over yeah. and over again, you know. And I just I just want to say it's 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 a compliment that you know I really do enjoy. It's like a breath of fresh air of listening to somebody's music who has their own voice and doesn't give a shit about what is going on in the industry to today because I think that is a good point that we're all like being conditioned mm -hmm. right to like that auto tuny sound mm -hmm. or whatever it is it, I mean and, and it goes across genres to oh, yeah. alternative to rock to everything everything has like oh you better sound like this or you're not going to make it yep and I, I think that's really important that you're not doing that being true to yourself mm -hmm. and making music for basically for you in exactly. a sense, but like for other people too, to no, be like, exactly. to get behind yeah. it. No, you know? it's for, it's for me first. And that's what helps the music 
keep coming. Like like in the word conditioning, that's the perfect word. That's exactly what's going on. There's all there's a lot of conditioning going on in the industry just between uh, well there's a lot just in, in the generation in this time period right now just yeah, in the world sure. today just mm-hmm. but 100%. but thank you for that i really appreciate you and that is exactly what i want to do that's what i've been trying to do and that is something that is that is what makes it hard mm-hmm. but that's also again what makes it worth it and it's and it's it's building a lot of things foundationally like my my, my i mean from my work ethic and like the way that i do things and and I'm not just gonna like sign a contract. No, I'm reading this word for word. Like it's it, it's it's a lot at the beginning, and again, it's it's kind of what's what's making it lag, I guess. Mm. But at the same time, it's what's going to actually leave. Like I'm gonna leave an actual mark in mm-hmm. this industry. It's not something that's quick overnight. And I mean, it's like a house. Like I don't want to live in a house that you built overnight. Like right. <laughs> that's gonna fall down when it rains. Like right. I want. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I need something that that yeah I can. It's I, you took time on it and you built it from the ground up and you did brick by brick and you you know did the drywalls and stuff like that because when the big bad wolf comes mm-hmm. we good you mm-hmm. know versus right. like you know right the big you know the big bad social media I don't know <laughs> right. 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 no that is true though yeah yeah so um, but no I really appreciate that and yes I don't I don't like auto tune I don't like I don't like that I don't like um, thank you yeah mm-mm. I like I, I like my voice though I yeah. like how I sound <laughs> yeah no you sound great and I agree because I think it's just. Let me let me put it this way. Auto-tune's not bad in the right. sense of, like, <laughs> if you're going to do it in a hook or something like that. But when it's, like, throughout a whole project, it just gets annoying. Yeah. It really does. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, this doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, I don't... Like, if you use it meaningfully, right. then it's okay. Like, you're like, oh, this would be cool. Like, we just did it in this one bar or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? But it's not done like that. It's like, oh, let's slap it on and let's go. On every single song. It is... I, I saw... I, I didn't know that you could do this. This is how far removed from autotune I am. There's a way you can, like, do it live now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you put autotune in the mic or something, mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. I saw... I was like, no. Mm-hmm. What? And your microphones are autotune now. Because at that point, it's just like, I'd rather watch the AI dude with the green dreads at this point, because it's the same thing now. It's like, (laughs) I don't even know what's going on. But yeah, no, I like to, I like it to be as natural as I can. But, um, but then as far as you said, making music for myself, that is, that is something else that helps it. Um, you know, music stays and keeps going because I'm always going to be going through something. There's always going to be, and right. not everything is bad. Also, right. um, I have a song called No Feelings that I did with Wendy Rose. And that Mm -hmm. was just, that was just a fun, feel good song, but still kind of going through stuff and right. I was like I was just saying like I'm not catching feelings we're catching flights like we're about to make this money you know we're about to make millions it's also I was also manifesting I wrote the hook so I was also manifesting that okay. <laughs> but um yeah you know making millions and whatever like that so it's, it's you know I do a song about I have a song called it's not out yet but I do have a song called payday it's about the day. I mean, come on, like you yeah, know. Of course, but nothing yeah. is nothing is just gonna be like, look at me. I'm so, and you're not. And then, like, mm-hmm. okay. Right. <laughs> After a right. while, it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so you don't have you don't have you don't have. This is gonna lead me into a couple of things, but you don't have the desire to make um, kind of more of a provocative record. No. Okay, no, I, I, I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, uh, just in the sense of like, okay. Because I think a lot of times, and, and no is a perfect answer. I'm not saying that you got to say yes. A lot of times, there's there's always there's that record, that record for whoever it is. So if it's the conscious rapper, it's always the radio record. If it's the the hardcore rapper, it's always the the one for the females. So there's always some, there's always a record that artists feel like they have to make in order to 
get to a certain, you know, demographic that they want to get to. That's really unfortunate that they so, feel that way. <laughs> no, I mean, that, you, don't, you don't think so? I mean, I'm sure there's artists that feel that way. I just okay, think so it's unfortunate. Feel, okay, no. yeah, okay, good. No, I'm, I don't. I'm I think that's it. <laughs> if you ever get to a point at any point in your career where you feel like I have to make a song because of this, you already don't, right. even, don't, even, don't even go in the studio that day because... Right. No, <laughs> but to answer your question with the provocativeness, um, no, <laughs> not anything more than like, I've, I've, I've already posted the most provocative thing I'm going to do probably. Um, but nothing, I, no, I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, yeah. it just, I guess it depends on what you mean because there's some people that would consider, you know, like for example, single ladies by Beyonce provocative because she has a leotard on. Hey, nothing wrong with that video. No, 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 no. There's yeah. that, no, I'm so saying stuff like that. provocative. Uh, no, uh, I, I don't, I, it's, I gotta put a few okay. more songs out and then I'll let you ask that again let because us, us I got some coming out that are a little bit more because again, I write about what you actually go through and sometimes we've been going through like you feeling somebody or whatever. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. that is, I actually have a song coming out on 420 called Hi. Okay. Okay. And it's about getting high with your boo. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but no, I don't think I'll, I'll that ain't going to be no WAP lyrics over here. That, okay. Ain't going yeah, to no okay. be no WAP. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. not from Lexi. <laughs> uh, and that kind of leads me into another thing is that um, obviously on BOK, showcasing your vocals a little bit. Um, is that something that we can look forward to more of? From future Lexi, like, are you gonna be? Are we gonna be having some full on R and B tracks coming? Like, what, what's what's in the works for the R and B side of things? I would really like to. Okay. I my thing is, I refuse to give y'all anything that's not a hundred percent perfect, and like, it can't be what can't be trash. But I mean, everything I do is fire anyway. But still, right. Uh, so with that being said, I have to make sure that it's up to par. And putting out VOK because of the hook was actually kind of hard for me. It's my first song I've ever done anything like that on and uh i was like "Ah, do i sound okay (laughs) you know and then no auto tune Mm -hmm. do i sound okay so um but i I, so far we get good feedback um i don't know about a full r&b track okay i will definitely do more where we're you know singing on the hook um I don't know. I don't want to say no because what I am actually looking into right now is vocal lessons. Okay. Because I do want to get better. And if I get better, then maybe a full R&B track. Um, but right now, I just, I'm just i kind of focused on perfecting that skill because you can clearly, you can even hear, honestly, on BOK, like, that verse is like, oh, she's been doing this for a minute. And the hook is like, uh, she kind of knew, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> uh, let's keep talking about BOK real quick because, um, first of all, the visuals are really cool. Uh, I really like the visuals because yeah, like, shot like, my hatch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like you said, it's the you know um, the visual of the breaking of the jars where you have like where it says like anxiety and then you're breaking mm-hmm. it with a baseball bat and you know there's all these different things and you're how, who came up with that and why did you go down that road to, to do that? Let's get into it. Yeah, <laughs> so that was my idea. Um, it was my idea because it was, so first of all, yeah, the message on the bottles, it was like, you're breaking the bottles because the bottles are symbolizing vices that you're addicted to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the message on the bottle is the initial reason of why you probably started that vice. And then you're breaking not only the bottle, breaking the habit of the vice, but you're also breaking that emotional connection of whatever made you mm-hmm. start it. Mm-hmm. 
So it was it was all together. Um, but uh, I could have used anything. I could have used cigarette boxes. I could have used whatever. But I chose bottles because one, that's millions of Americans have an alcohol problem, and it, it goes unspoken about because it is legal, and alcohol is pushed so much in the media. Like every time you see a commercial of like Ciroc or New Amsterdam or something, it's somebody's just having a mm. ball, or they're like they are a millionaire, and it's just like oh my Porsche and my you know, and it's just it's it's pushed like it's supposed to be like this luxury thing when actually it fucking kills people. So it's really sad. Um, but also, I was and am one of those million of Americans that kind of succumbed to that advice, unfortunately, with some things that I went through in my past. Um, so those bottles in the video were mine. Oh, wow. Those bottles in the video. Nice. I, um, that's, a, that's a good touch. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> revealing that here because that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I uh, I went through some some shit in like 2019, 2020, and I, I did that. And I didn't, I wasn't necessarily, at, at first, I wasn't saving the bottles on purpose. It was just like, it was that bad where I'm just drinking toss, drink toss. So I got a room just full of them and it was just, it was, it was sad and it was disgusting and it was really bad. And um, I said, well... You know, once I, especially when I when I said I need to stop, uh, which I did. I got I got so much better with my sobriety. But um, when I said, okay, well, you done bought all these damn bottles. You, know, you got about you got about a million dollars worth of alcohol on the floor at empty bottles right here. So a couple <coughs> things you could do: you can call the company, you can get a sponsorship, you right. can you know. Mm-hmm. And I almost did that, but then I thought I was like, well, I don't want them to sponsor me because then you just want to keep sending me more bottles, and I'm trying to stop the habit. Right. So I really wanted to stop, and I really wanted to, but I also wanted to kind of do something where I can show people that it's not easy at all and stuff like that. Um, so. I said, okay, we're going to put these bottles to use. And so the plan was to have them in the video. I came up with the idea of, like, breaking it because I wanted to show the anger side of, you know, just, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, completely, like, my idea. I called Hatch. He was like, yeah, that's dope. Like, we need to get that done. And, you know, and we were actually going to go to a recycling center. They just wouldn't respond. But that would have been dope with all the trash everywhere. Yeah. Right. So. We just went to the mountain because we were like, we're going to do it today. We're, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I brought all, all of my bottles, and, and we put the messages, and we broke them all. And then after that, like, all the broken bottles and stuff, I was going to take to, like, an art gallery and melt the glass down and make, like, a centerpiece for a table to just show up that I got over it. Did you end up doing that? No, not yet. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, but you still have, you, you still have all the. the I still, I still have a few because we didn't use all of them. So I still have a okay. few. I actually, to be completely honest, and this is something that made me so mad, and this is something that I was thinking about when we were filming the video, mm-hmm. and uh, everything. Uh, my mom was gonna be like, "Why'd you say that?" But I'm gonna say it anyway, mom. Here's the thing. So I. In 2020 and 2021, right kind of after I was going through what I went through, but I'm still going through what I've been through, you know? I was uh, in a relationship. And uh, to be honest, he's actually a great guy. I shouldn't have been in a relationship that soon behind after everything I had been through. But whatever. So we were together, and I was still doing my habit or whatever of, of drinking, and, you know, the bottles were collected under the cabinet or whatever. But, you know, me and him collectively, we were really trying to get me to slow down, stop, whatever, get through what I went through. And... That was when the idea came of the centerpiece. Because I had already had the music video idea in the back of my head. But the idea of that, because he was actually really into art and artsy painting. I don't do stuff like that, but he did. So I'm like, well, yeah, again, we got all these models collecting up. And he's like, let's go melt them down and let's do this together. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do it yet. Because I feel like if we do that and we bring it in the house and it's supposed to symbolize I don't drink anymore and I'm still drinking, it defeats the purpose. So let's wait till I actually stop. So I was getting to the point where I was actually stopping. Unfortunately, at the same time, we're breaking up and stuff like that. But whatever. Um, I remember it got to the point where there's two trash bags full of them. Whatever. I was going to go get them from them. And I went to go get them because I had got to the point where I got the song. I needed to do the video. 
And I had found out that uh, him and his mom threw them all away. And they mm. both knew what I wanted to do with them. I was like crushed because it was a lot of bottles. It was like trash bags full of them. And I'm never going to drink that much again. Right. That was the point. So why would you do that when I needed those? Because I'm never going to get that collection again. Right. So that was crazy. Um, That was crazy. So the, the few that you saw in the video were like some of the last few I had. And then I saved a couple to do the idea that I still wanted to do with the centerpiece. But yeah, that video was supposed to be bottles, supposed to be everywhere. I, w- I really wanted to show people like I get it and how mm. bad it can be. And he fucking knew that. He mm. knew that. So I was just like, all right. So, so when I did the video, I was just thinking about it. And when everything came out, it was just like, you know, you, you tried to ruin my plan, but it's not yeah. going to work. Right. Yeah. You know, so. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's dope. Um, that was uh, you threw me off in that story. Yeah. That's such a good story. I had a question. I really, I, I really tuned into what you were saying. Yeah, I was, I was hurt, man. But that's okay. Like the the one thing is perseverance, and you know, it, it's not the only time people have really tried to like ruin things that that I've really worked hard on. But there's nothing better than that feeling of it. It worked out anyway. Right. It's yes. nothing better than that. Now look, now you look stupid because mm-hmm. now look, right. <laughs> you know, there's that's a great feeling. So, but yeah, um, most people don't know that. Most people, there's my close people in my life know how bad it was, like 2019, 2020, as far as my drinking. But most people have no idea. Um, most people have no idea. And like I, I had really, really, I don't, I don't claim it anymore. But at one point, I had really bad anxiety. That's why that was the last mm-hmm. one. Because a lot of people know that. Unfortunately, my anxiety had got to the point where it was almost like like debilitating to even work like a nine to five like i mean just i don't know if y'all have ever been in an office where you're working and just not you but like maybe somebody you witness they just can't seem to get it together like it's like every day is like what's wrong with you you know that was me or i'm just sitting there and working everything's fine and then i'll just start hysterically crying it was bad it was like i don't know what that was or how deep of a depression whatever you want to call that but i don't ever want to be there again and i'm working every day to never be there again right but also, it was so bad that I will do anything I can to make sure nobody else has to feel that. Gotcha. So I started making all these songs because I'm like, yo, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Right. Like, it's going to be okay. The next song I have coming out in March, it's called Keep Going. Okay. Like, you guys are going to be okay. Like, just keep going. Just keep going. Like, I'm making songs that I needed to hear at that time. Gotcha. You know? And, and for you to say that, you know... 2019, 2020 is not that far removed. No. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, now you're home, right? Because everybody's home. So it's the double whammy. Um, and then for you to get out of that and now be making this push that you've been making over the last, you know, year, couple years, but really this last year. What 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 is it like now for you kind of moving forward? Um what is this? What is what is this, Lexi? So, so for people that are watching this, that just watched this, watched your story, and they're like, "Well, shit, man, hold up, pause this, go check her out." Like some of her <laughs> stuff right now. They play some of your stuff. Who is that, Lexi Michonne now? Right, and 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 what can they expect from you going forward? Um. Hmm. First of all, play don't play DGF. Play don't give a fuck. Start there. <laughs> that song will always explain me. Okay. Uh just just that's that's the song. And it's not just it's not about not giving a fuck. It's about growing up and realizing nobody else does. So right. <laughs> there's that. Right. Um but what do you guys expect from me? Um I would what, just say what do you need to know about you? Um 
Well, um, by far, always going to be one of the most authentic artists out there. Okay. Um, it's always going to be authenticity with me. Uh, I might, I might, you know, accidentally say something to offend somebody in the cancer, cancel, what's it called? Cancel culture, cancel culture. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all got to chill. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, like I said, I might, it is what it is because I'm real. Um, so you know, don't ever expect no auto tune. Don't ever expect me doing anything wild. Don't expect me to sell my soul. I mean, let's be real. If I was going to do that, I would have did it already. <laughs> for me, yeah, honest. Right, right. So no, I'm not doing that. Um, and just more more songs that you guys can listen to that that can uh, I don't know explain part of your day, like or part of part, some part of someday. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like just it's always going to be real music that you can always relate to. Um, I may I may do a couple of club bangers, a couple radio hits, but for the most part, it's gonna be it's gonna be music that you're gonna be able to let your grandkids listen to because it's that timeless. Okay, nice. Yeah. I have a question about EPs and LPs mm-hmm. and singles. Mm-hmm. So you've dropped a lot of singles, mm-hmm. obviously. Is there anything in the works for an EP or an LP? Because here. Uh, I love projects. Yeah. I just love <laughs> projects. But and we've talked to a lot of people, and then, you know, I get why people drop singles. And so I, I'm not hating. <clears throat> right. Don't take that any different way. I just love projects. So even if it's an EP project, I love it. So I want to know <laughs> if you're going to drop something. It doesn't have to be like give me a timeline, but do you have something maybe coming? That you're going to do EP or LP. And, and, yeah. I, and I want to put a cherry on top of that yeah. question. Because there's no damn straight video, right? Yeah, it there came out. It came, yeah. Okay, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it. So I, I got BOK and I got, okay, so I got to go look it up. Take that question out. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yes. I've actually been working on it for a while, but everything, I just I just need the timing and the, and the everything just has to go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I'm going to cut you off okay. real quick. Yeah. And you can finish up. Yeah. But I, that is really important what you just said. Timing. Mm-hmm. We know this. Uh, a lot of people that we've talked to, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. So if it, if you drop it a year and a half from now, mm-hmm. it's because the timing is right. Right. So, uh, you know, and just my little piece mm-hmm. of advice is do it whenever you feel ready. Do it mm-hmm. because I, I just, it, it is. It's, it's a weird... God, universe, you, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it, right? It, there is something really interesting and very special about the right moment to drop something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm so yes. Th- there's that, and and also just making sure everything is right because there's just so many artists that's just dropping stuff to drop stuff, and that's why we have now like a hundred thousand songs on Spotify new every day because it's like y'all just dropping whatever and not. So it's I'm trying to like do everything right all the way around. So I'm thinking uh, fourth quarter, thir- okay, okay. third or fourth quarter of this year, uh, and it will probably be not really EP, probably upward of like an LP or an album. Okay. Um, but timing is everything mm-hmm. because BOK came out like three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I recorded that last March. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I recorded that last year this time. Okay. That's when I wrote it and recorded it. So... It wasn't time for it to come out yet. Right. The stuff, right. like, it was a great song. So I didn't change nothing. Like, we had, I didn't touch the, the recording mix at all in a year. It was just, yep, it was just in the archive until it was time. And I and I knew I wanted to put it out. But all even even last year, like, last year this time, 
it wasn't bad, but it was nowhere near what it is now. Like right, right now, my life is like phenomenal, especially compared to last year and the year before that. Don't even. So oh, God. So <laughs> like two Februarys ago, let's not even. So it's just like it, it was. It, it was a good song, and the lyrics were good, and the delivery, everything was dope. But the timing wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, it was just the timing was mm-hmm. you know better for. Uh, it's better for me to do it this year and, and it just it feels good it wouldn't have felt right putting it out last year it would have that's the thing and that's why I said when it comes to the alcohol bottles and stuff and when it mm-hmm. like even making the centerpiece any of that it wouldn't have been right if I was still deep in that issue of it because it would feel like I'm lying right and I'm supposed to be authentic so it's like how are you gonna put this song out like you're gonna be okay and you're smashing these bottles and then you leave the shoot to go buy another one right. like what are yeah. you doing <laughs> so I just I couldn't I, I didn't feel I didn't feel honest putting it out yet, but now, now, now I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to a project from you because I, yeah. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. To, yeah. Just the stories, and I, I just like all that, you know, from front to back and listening it to it and in, in order and the way you intended it for everybody to listen to. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just find something very magical about that. That is actually funny you say that. That's something else that I want to do. I probably, it was supposed to, it, was, it might be a surprise. I'm going to figure it out, but it's not. I'm like that. I'm very much so like, okay, how much can we get out of this? So we're going to do the project. The song's going to be about stories, right? But then the songs, if you play them in this order, it's like a whole story. Then this order, it's a whole different story, right? But then the titles, if you read it straight down, that's like a whole paragraph. It was like, you know, and then Mm -hmm. like play the song this way, it says this. Play it backwards, it says this. Like all of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just like, we're not just dropping songs. No, I'm I'm putting, I'm bringing art back to the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be creative. Let's figure out like like secret messages and songs like that is really cool to me yes, <laughs> so, I love that. I yeah love that yeah kind of stuff. i want to yeah. do all of that and i was actually getting into that uh more so recently seeing how artists in the past have done that and i'm just like yeah let's you know figure this out so um i actually figured out how to do it recently on the on the actual recording thing so i'm like yes <laughs> but um yeah just just any type of like thing like that or like yeah anything that that i can do and then come out like 50 years later and be like Lexi Michonne's classic album. This is what she really said, you know? Right. And it's funny that you say that because we were actually having a conversation um, earlier about Music Soul Child. I just had an interview with one of my favorite um, Are you serious? Yeah. uh, He had an interview with, uh, no, not with with, uh, with, uh, the Pivot podcast and I was watching it. And he was talking, um, he was talking about the song Love. Oh, God. Which is like everybody's favorite song (laughs) from Music Soul Child. Yes. And how years later, nobody knew what the song is actually about. The song is actually about, it's a therapy session. His own personal therapy session with love. And what love means to him, what he's starting to learn, what it is. And we all, like, nobody knew that. Like, we were talking about, I thought it was a love song. Like, no, he's like, and then he starts breaking down the lyrics. Like, so many many things I have to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how, because... There's a possibility that you'll look at me different. Like when he broke it down, I was like, "Yo, yeah. I've been yeah. singing that song for twenty some years." You know, what I mean? you know like, how many people's wedding songs? Legit, <laughs> right? Yep. That's legit. Wild. So it's, it's it's great that you say that because again, we live in this popcorn society now. You know what I'm saying? Everything's got to be like that, and you got to like it now. Mm-hmm. But you know, you notice that. If you notice that the people that are still around, you know, Nas has dropped three classics, four classics in the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know, Snoop is still the most relevant artist out of a lot of people, and he's bringing new artists to the table. Mm-hmm. Fat Joe is still relevant in some point, right? Like, 
these guys that 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 paved the way, the Jada kisses. I mean, look at that versus oh, that man. happened, right? Like, <laughs> like the, the 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 timelessness of a lot of these artists and hip hop artists, and especially in hip hop, because hip hop is the youngest genre mm-hmm. of any music genre, and we forget that. We're Fifty years this year, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's great that you say that because that is what hip hop is about. It's about not just telling a story. But for the story to be read, re-listened to, retold, and for years down the line, you go, damn, I never even caught that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a big battle rap fan. Yes. So I go back and, and watch battles from two years ago, and I'm like, yo, I had, did you, did you hear? <laughs> Nobody's in the room I'm like, yo, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Shit was fire. Like. So I'm glad yeah. that that's the approach that you're taking. Yeah, that um, and having people catch it later. I yeah. I still okay. Lil Wayne is another one of my favorite lyricists. I still listen to like old like. First of all, there's not that many Wayne songs of you know our generation. We've got most of his albums memorized. Let's be real, like right. lyric, like word for word. I know most of your songs. I was literally in the bathroom the other morning getting ready, listening to one of his songs, and I was in there rapping with it, and I was like, I don't owe you like two vowels, and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. and I like I know that song. I've been listening to it my whole life, and I'm like, wait, I don't. Oh, you... no, he did it. Yeah. 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 I love that feeling. Yeah. That's an amazing feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that is the beauty of music, though, mm-hmm. because it's man. You could listen to something that's thirty, twenty, doesn't matter, however many years old. It might not hit you right away. Yeah, you know. And then it, then it whatever mood you're in, yeah. you're like. Why did I miss this? Yep. You know, you skipped over it. It was on an album. It's not an album. It's a, whatever it is. And I love that music is, I think most music is timeless. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously there's stuff that we can say that's not. But, I mean, a lot of stuff is timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just depends on your mood mm-hmm. or what you're going through. And that's you're like, true. that doesn't speak to me right now. You know. Yeah. And then two years down the road and you're like. Why didn't this speak to me before? And it's just because of whatever you're going through. Right. And that's the beauty of music. You know, it's always around and it's there to comfort you or, and hold your hand and get you through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is very true. That is very true. So, do you have a possible title for the possible LP at the possibly in the fourth <laughs> Possibly the fourth quarter. Um,. Not yet, but it is going to definitely be something, you know, deep. It's not going to be like, be okay, keep going. It's going to be... So that's another thing I've been thinking about, the title, because I want that to also be deep. Like, I was thinking, like... Work on it. I was thinking about a couple different things, actually. So um, I don't know yet, um, but that's the title's going to tie into... It's going to be... It's it's definitely going to be one of those projects where it's going to be talked about for a while, because I want it... It's not going to be one of those, oh, listen once, oh, I heard it. Right. Like no, you didn't, because you're gonna have to. It's gonna be like Good Kid, Mad City. No, you are gonna have to play that in a couple different orders. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think you understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is also one of my favorite albums, Good Kid, yeah. Mad City. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah, hey, that was that was a yeah, that was yeah, a good time. To, to Pimp a Butterfly too. Oh yeah, that yeah, that was a, it. Was interesting that the critics wasn't feeling that one. There was that, nothing wrong with that one. That, that, that's his best album to me. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get it either. I'm like, this is great. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Um, so you didn't like the damn album? That one was no, really good. No, oh, that one was really good. Like I love. I've been listening to Kendrick since he was K Dot since Section so, Eighty. Before that, okay. Like when he was just coming up, okay. Like, on mixtapes and stuff. So 
Because, you know, I'm Big West, so I live everything oh, West. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was all tapped into. Yeah, so, I didn't know until Section 80 came out. And I was yeah. like, ooh, this is fire. No, Who is this? Was, <laughs> and, and then, you know, when he came out as Kendrick Lamar, you know, kind of changed his moniker to his real name. And then, obviously, Good Kid, Mad City was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to Pimp a Butterfly, to me, is sonically his best album. Yeah. Like, th- just the complete sonics of how it was produced mixed with how he was able to lyrically deliver as well as just it was just constructed like like it's almost like an orchestra being put together yes that's what that seems like to me yeah damn was a message Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that was a very specific message as well as um mr morale the big steppers right that's a very direct yeah two great albums classics but they were direct messages where i feel like sonically Man, it's Pippa Butterfly was crazy. I think that that one is like I felt like that's when like he really like became like a man. Like, like that, that was cool like, for him, but that was like, that was D-Walls his walls could talk like yeah. <laughs> Wesley's theory. Like when I go down, I'm like, oh my, I yeah. still listen to that to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's Great album, and that and that's the same type that motivates me. I to be honest, like if you guys like right now just start naming off the, the rappers of today, I'm I'm probably not gonna know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know so, the new so, guys. No, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So like, so like, you would probably like somebody like a Jid. I love Jid. Yeah, Jid. Just so yeah. That's, but that's that's, the, that's, type, that's the style. Okay, the style you you're naming to. lyricists though. Like I know the lyricists. Yeah. Like Jid yeah, is the, fire. Yeah, but he's still pretty new though. He's new. He's new. Well, okay. So if you're new, but you're like lyrical and you're about content, I'm probably gonna know who you are. So you don't basically you don't like trash. Is what you're <laughs> no. <saying. laughs> well, no. I hate I'm it. with you though. I, I'm with you though because I like the lyricists better. Yeah. Because I kind of circling back to the beginning part of that conversation of of it just doesn't mean anything. It's it's all radio songs, mm-hmm. you know, or it's. It just doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. You know, it might sound good, but you don't want to listen to a whole album of it. Or it's just like, it's, it's like the hottest song of this summer, but like next year, we're going to be like, yo, turn that shit off. Right. That's, that has to suck as an artist. I don't want to know what that feels like. Like, right. this was like, I remember, like, okay. Well, I'm not going to say any names, but there's a particular artist that came out around eh, 05, 06-ish with the hottest dance song that took over the entire world. And now people are really mean to this individual. For, and I don't understand why. And there are people pretending like you don't know, you know, that, that that didn't happen. And I'm just like, it's the pioneer of like <coughs> that type of style and just doesn't get respected today. Come it on, makes me sad. name rhymes with rain? No. No? <laughs> no. Uh, he... He's the first to do everything. He invented everything. He did everything oh, first. Oh, <laughs> he did everything first. Oh, okay. okay. But 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 in all honesty though, and it was so weird because I remember that time period when I when he was doing all these interviews and he was like on top. Like, I'm sorry, whether you liked the song, you hated it, your kids was doing it, and your grandmama was too. Right, right. And I remember um I think somebody asked him what was next or something, and I I don't know what he said, but but it was something like along the lines of like this: how long is this gonna last? And he said he was joking, talking about when I'm 80 years old and I'm gonna be telling my great grandkids about this time period. And I've thought about it, and I was like, no, but for real, like this this he's really took over everything that that period. And then now, 20 years later, be like they be disrespecting dude on Twitter and stuff, and I'm just like. 
you was doing that dance when you was younger too. Right. So stop, you know, stop right. it. Like, and it just, uh, it just, uh, that, but that's, that's why it's important to me to make things that are timeless because I don't want to have the song that everybody at the pool party to this summer and two summers from now, it's literally like we kicking the DJ out if you spin that. Right. Like, you know, right. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be that artist. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that because you think of songs and then they always have a time and place too, especially when it hits you. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's great. Like, creates a memory. Yeah. But then you could go back and and you almost relive that memory, oh, mm-hmm. but you're not sick of the song. Mm-hmm. It always will take you back. It's like a smell, right? Mm-hmm. You smell something, and it's like, oh, well, that reminds me of grandma or whatever, yeah. right? And yes. then it's the same thing with music. You can play something, and it's like, now I remember I was cruising down the road, yeah, I, and it was it was a beautiful spring, and the windows rolled down, and I was going down, you know, whatever road, and you just you remember everything about it, that's yeah. awesome, too. That's yeah. just a beautiful moment of music as well. As long as it was a good year, <laughs> you're reminiscing on it. Even if it's bad, bad though, yeah. even if it's bad, because it, I still think it's important to know like Where you came from? from. Yeah. 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 You don't want the song to remind you of the X. I got to turn this shit off. It reminds me of so and so. Oh man, yeah. See that that song. Charlene got to go. Turn it off yeah, because it, it makes everybody cry. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> but if you look at if you look at you know to your point, look at today's music. They sampling the stuff that. Is it not even old? Like it's not even. Old and school. I wish they would stop. I can't. They stand that. stuff from like. When we oh was yeah. Teens, yeah, right? it wasn't even that long. I can't stand that. that. Like it's not time yet. And they don't even. It's not time. <laughs> right. It's not time. You sampling SWV. Right. Man, I'm still listening to that. Right. right. Like I still got the original Come main on, track. Man. What are we doing? I still got the CD, man. Right. I don't. I, <laughs> and, I, and I really wish. I mean, sometimes very rarely artists do it, and it's really good. Like there are some samples where it's like, damn, that was fire. But for the most part. Well, they don't just, dig in the crates like they used to either. No, so they just it's, don't. Yeah. it's like <laughs> everybody does the same song. The song was hot ten years mm-hmm. ago. It just came out. Like just came out. But also, it's like T It's like you, thank you. But it's like you can't. You if you're gonna do it, do it. Like do it right, right. or just leave well enough alone. Because that's my pet peeve when people sample something and then it's trash, or it's or it's too. It's pretty much the same exact beat. Um, it's just yeah, yeah. No, they didn't do nothing to it. Yeah, they that oh, there's is, actually a, a new song I just. <laughs> there's a new song. Like yeah, the, the, most of them are like that. No, but, but it's one, it's one of the out. new people oh, that I don't I know. know. <laughs> but I don't I don't even remember the sample right now. I think I heard it for the a clip of it like last night, and I was like, so did the producer do anything at all, or he just? <laughs> are you talking about the um the catch another flight that one the coiler ring? Uh, I don't know that one. That one's about to catch another flight. No, no, this is like a sample, like. Like when I say sample, like it's almost like a cover. They just they use the same beat. Oh, um, I do hate that though. Right? There's something and that's like, what I said. If did you're y'all gonna call do the it, flip, it, flip yeah. it, please. I mean, like it, it's cool if you're gonna do, but when you do the same, it's the same beat. They they, they sped up the BPM. Yeah, I don't know. And you that's you call that a sample versus like if you have a song like um. Mm, hold on, what's the original Biggie version? What's it called? Oh, him and R. Chance. Kelly. No, oh. Big and R. Kelly. Uh, huh? Is it the effing you tonight? Is that is that the name of the song? I can't be the name of the song. 
But you must be used to me spent. That one? Uh Okay, beautiful song. And then, however many years later, Nicki Minaj and Trey Song came and made Touch and Lovin'. That is how you sample something. Right, right, right. That was fire. Right. That's how you do it. Whatever's going on, I don't know what's going on recently. (laughs) But that was, because it was just enough where you're like, oh, it sounds familiar. And if you listen to it enough times, you know that song enough. You're like, oh, okay. But it's not like the song with their voices over it. You know, like... I don't like stuff like that. So yeah. you spun, that actually spun me into a different a different question for you. As far as the LP or the project is concerned, are you looking at using production wise a, a an array of producers, or do you have somebody or a couple of people that you're really locked in with, where you're going to make this project kind of have a particular sound? Because I love when the Nazis of the world get with a hit boy and they just drop four projects and it's just fire. Like I love the one, I don't mind the different producers, but even Jay throughout his career used the same four or five guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when he had an album, sometimes two of those guys weren't on the album. Right. So is that something that you're looking to like lock in with certain producers? Do you have a producer that you're locked in with? Like, what's that situation like? I, 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 because I'm so versatile, I have producers for different things. Okay. Uh, Because some, mm, that's, ideally, I would like to do that. I would like to have a few, not one, but very, very few. And let's just, let's just, this is just my team. Like, I want to have that Drake and 40 relationship or, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so hard. It's so so hard to, to get somebody to commit to doing something like that or like if if I have like my dream and I work on this every day 24-7 I like eat, sleep and shit music and Lexi Michonne and, and just betterment of my career and trying to find somebody to match that energy right. is hard um, because it's either I have to, I see they're like chasing and, and trying to get them and you know and I shouldn't have to do that if you really love this too or it's like yeah I'll do it for you know a thousand dollars an hour and they don't understand how much more can be made if right. you just do this and we can, you, you know, we locked right. in. Now we got millions and you wanted that little bit of whatever that that work to hire fee, you know. Right. Um, so it's it's hard to find that. But I do have a couple of producers um, that I work with. Uh, most actually all of them are out of state. Okay. Um, two of them are in Florida, actually, which is which is interesting. But one of the ones that I want to really lock in with is uh, P-Dub. He, he did Don't Give a Fuck. He made that beat, and it's just it's beautiful. And then there's another producer, Judah, that I have. He did Be Okay and Keep Going. That's coming out. So he's really good, too. Okay. Um, but, but both of them are the more slower, like, okay, I'm going to tell you about my bad day type music. Right. Um, so I'm looking for more. Like, I'm actually looking for, like, an 808 Mellow type okay. person that can give me some of those, like, because I, I also rap very aggressively. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so I need, like, another damn straight type beat that sure. I can go off on. For sure. Um, but I, don't, I wouldn't want the other two doing that because that's not their avenue. Right. You know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, ideally, like my little my little team, I'm working on it. <laughs> Yo, the streets. Somebody get that eight oh eight. Somebody get it popping for Lexi Mashan. Y'all, y'all, I know a bunch of y'all. Y'all know me, man. Hit me up. So hit her up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. <laughs> so is there anything um anything you want to cover? You know anything we 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 miss before we get up out of here? I'm just trying to think of everything. Uh, shout out to everybody who came out. Two weeks ago, and saw me perform at the Super Bowl. That was lit. Uh, that was that. That should be on YouTube really soon. Uh, so that was a very very fun experience. Uh, shout out to Kodak Black. I opened up for him the night before. Dope. Um, trying to think what else happened. 
Uh, there's a lot. It's been a lot. It's been uh, yeah. I was like, shout out to Twister. He was such a nice guy. I saw that. that was yeah, dope. he's that was dope. he's such a nice guy. <laughs> um, that was yeah. It was it's been it's been a lot this year in a very short amount of time, That's and I have a lot coming up. I have a lot that I'm working on. Um, I'll be in New York soon, so y'all could catch me out there. Um, since I did this the last two or three interviews, I think this is gonna be my thing now until I meet y'all in person. So shout out to Coast Contra. Can't wait to meet y'all. <laughs> By the way, yes. I was gonna say if y'all don't know who that is. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, like, it's right. my favorite group and yeah, one of them yeah, yeah, yeah. one of them is gonna be Big Daddy soon. Maybe, hopefully. It's gonna be what? No, I think he's married. I think they're all married. Oh, jeez. Are they I, married? I, I don't know if they're married. Or no, there is one. Music. There's one that posted wedding pictures on Instagram and I was like, ah, <laughs> okay. Hey, you gotta put, you gotta manifest it, like you said. No, you know no, no. I'm sure those, I'm sure they're all taken. But they are dope. And oh, I met their dad, and we did a song in the studio a couple months ago. He should be here this weekend. So shout out to Raz Guys. Um, shout out to Raz Guys. Yeah, sure. I think he'll be here this weekend. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love them, and and lyrically, like they're they crazy. are exactly the the. Like I'm, I'm trying to be the female that yes, yes. Like with the messages, but that's what the thing about them is the message is very strong, but also um, that that aggressiveness the with the yes, crazy. it's it's very East Coast. But and I've trust me, I've tried to like rap like chill. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. And right. I gotta be aggressive. So <laughs> that's my sound. But yeah, just shout out to everybody. Shout out to TJ Supa, of course, for you know locking Big us bro. all together. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't want to miss anybody. <laughs> well, that's when you just say, "Man, if I miss you, y'all know who y'all." No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you guys, everybody out there, I think you're great. I'm just, I want to make sure I put all my stuff out there. So we got the new music for sure. coming for sure. Got that coming. Uh, hold where on, can they, where can it. they find you? Yeah, where can they find you? Guys, you guys, literally Google me because uh, <laughs> I worked hard on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Google Lexi Michonne and, and and let it take you wherever wherever you Say go from that. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just Google me. Two X's. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me just make sure. I feel like I'm forgetting something important. And it, it feels like the Super Bowl, but that was two weeks ago. I already did that. Okay. I feel like... Do you have another show coming? That's what I feel. What's the, do I? I do <laughs> I feel like... I would say might, yes, hey, you do, but hey, I'm not sure where it is. Oh, man. I might have to get on the Grizzly and see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, what? You guys, what am I forgetting? I don't know, but the Super Bowl was lit, and I hope I can do that again next year. I do plan on being in Vegas next year for the Super Bowl, so if I can nice. get another show out there, that's going to be fire. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to all my real lyricists out there and writers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you guys can find me on everything. Spotify, YouTube. What's the other ones? Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, Graham, Graham. Are you on Facebook or no? Yeah. Uh, Twitter? Twitter? No, no, not Twitter. I have not been on Twitter since 2016. Snapchat? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Yo! <laughs> she said Snapchat? not officially. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, she just, she, 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 she. <laughs> Oh, there it is, man. <laughs> well, oh, you man. know, it, it deletes. Yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> Snapchat is a great, that was a great invention to have it delete right after you view it. Mm-hmm. That was, and you can see when they screenshot, that was good. That was a good invention. <laughs> a good ass time, wasn't it? <laughs> that was great. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I know. I'm Twitter. Snap, just so uh, we have no, back, no Twitter. No Twitter. No <laughs> no Twitter. <laughs> Possibly just, Snapchat is there somewhere, but you know what I mean. Um, Instagram. <laughs> I'm probably not going to add you back on Snapchat. <laughs> but Instagram, I will follow you. And like I said, followers and listeners on Spotify and iTunes. Um, check out my clothing line if y'all want uh, to buy some stuff. That'd be cool. Oh, speaking of which, that's Damn Straight. The music video for Damn Straight was debuting the clothing line. Oh, what a day that was. Anyway, uh, great day, great day. Yeah, it's good. Ish. I mean, Ish. Yes, huh? Yeah, you want me to tell you about the Damn Straight? Yeah, yeah get into yeah. it. Okay. That's why I say if it. Oh, if it's a stone that needs to be turned, let's turn it. I'm trying to think where I should start. I want to, I'm trying to decide how petty I should be right now. <laughs> as petty as you want. Do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, the day was started okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, because I can't half ass out of story, so I got to tell her. Yes, so, there's, tell there's, a, there's a particular individual that I will not name, but we have already spoke about. And so the day started fine. Um, but I had the clothing line that I was doing, and and the thing was, damn straight, actually just happened at the end because it I, I was launching my clothing line on I think October first of twenty twenty one, yeah, and so this was sometime in like August or September we were doing the shoot. I was I got a, a creative director, uh, Angel Virtuoso, and I was able to have her. And whatever she did, she got, like, all these models to come through to this big thing. And it was, like, ten girls. And they were, like, gorgeous. And it was just, like, like I've been a model for six or seven years. So I know what it's like to show up to, like, stuff like that. But I've never had my own. And if I did, I would never think that many would show up. So it was amazing. Right. They And they, I mean, made up, hair done. They was ready. It was it was great. So we met in, like, one parking lot, went to the, to the Chandler thingy, and we were doing it. And it was just, it was a great day. Uh, I almost didn't make it to the day at all because um somebody thought it was a good idea to start a fight out of nowhere mm. and the fight started in the car not like a not like bad or anything like just right. an argument but knowing what i had to do that day and knowing that they were supposed to be the the transportation and stuff like that and knowing how important it was to me again trying to you know ruin the things that are most important uh this particular individual decided to let me out on the side of the road. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then left and never came back. Oh, shit. So I almost didn't make my... I mean, I still had to go to my makeup appointment, get my makeup done. I still had to go get the actual clothes themselves for the girls from my line. Mm-hmm. There was a whole bunch of, like, little things we were supposed to be doing. And what what more convenient time for me to start an argument about nothing than now mm-hmm. when, you know, you need all this stuff. So I almost missed the entire thing. And I ended up... Uh, I think I was so upset, but I ended up calling one of my friends and they came through and I had to call another friend because I missed my makeup appointment. So she was like, girl, just come to my house. I got you. So she did. It was just it was real quick and real rushed. And I can't stand being rushed because I'm real organized and I'm very on top of stuff. So I don't like that feeling. Um, But we got it done. And then then, so like when I showed up to the location that the shoot was taking place after that crazy couple hours, I mean, like I was like crying. I was just like I was and it was just I was mad because I'm like okay the first couple times I thought maybe no now I know you're trying to sabotage so you know what I mean like because that didn't just have to happen you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I was when I was just so upset because it's always like right when the worst possible time premeditated but anyway so um when I showed up to the shoot 
and I see all these girls. I see my creative director, and she's handing out shit, and just and they were just they look like they were all ready to work. Like I think I like almost teared up in the car because I was like, look at all these people that are here for me to do this for me. Right. And then I said, okay, you know, gotta get my shit together. Actually, I, I drove away where they couldn't see me. I come home. I was like, mom, you won't believe this because I had told her all day, giving her an update. Like this is what just happened. This is where I'm at. So she was already upset. But I was like, oh my god, I just got here. All the girls are here. Everything looked great. So we did the whole shoot. The photographers are here. We're like, oh my god. And it was then it was an amazing shoot. So by the end of the day, I had forgot that even happened, and I had a great day. And at the end of the night, uh, the videographer she's like, okay, so you want to go ahead and do the video? And I was like, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> shit. Like uh, after the day has been, let's go ahead and do it. And the girls are already there wearing my stuff, so I'm like, yeah. So the video doubled as a like a like a visual debut for the clothing line as well. Dope. Nice. Yeah, but it was just, it was a, it was a day, and that that whole day. <laughs> That whole day is on my Instagram. Um, if you, it's in one of them little circle thingies. If you watch, uh, it's on, yeah, the Ellen the Brand. It's that whole day. And if you watch it, you can kind of see the play by play of everything I just said. And there was okay. a moment at the end of the shoot when we were like in a circle, and I was just thanking everybody for coming out. But I had mentioned, I said, you know, you know, I had a hell of a morning, and I, you know, there's there there will be people out here that will try to ruin whatever you're doing, especially when you start doing it well. Right. They will do whatever they can. They will wait till the the last minute, the almost last to the second. point where like you can't now adjust and fix. Like they'll right. do stuff like that, and you know, you just gotta keep going, and you just have to keep. And like they're in a circle, and I'm standing there telling them this, and I'm telling them like, you know, I had literally today people tell me like, I ain't shit, you ain't gonna make it, whatever, and we're still here. We all look beautiful. We're still killing it, you know. So the the whole perseverance and like things that that people go through or, or women go through, and things that that are kind of out to kill you. My whole purpose here is to make sure you know that it won't. You just gotta as long as you keep your head up and you keep trying every day, you're gonna be okay. I am a walking testament of that. Like yeah. you're gonna be okay if you just you cannot give up. You know. Dope. That's a dope story. <laughs> no, that's dope. No, good no, thank, thank you for sharing that. Thank yeah. you. So I'm glad we got that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad. I, sh- I, I need to go get that damn video. I thought I didn't think it was a video to that. So I, like, I, I wanted to pull up to the video. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Trying to insert myself, and you know, it didn't, it didn't work. But I'll be in the next one. I'm gonna just pull up. Yeah, so, no, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll be walking in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Photo ball. You know what I mean? That would have been a perfect one too, because everybody just just hyping that one. Yeah. So that would have been perfect. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which that wasn't even supposed to be. Damn straight. I can't believe y'all like that one, but okay. I mean, no, it's good. No, like I said, everything I do is fire. Like I said, but <laughs> but that song wasn't made for like. It wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't like a Lexi Michonne, like Lexi Michonne type beat on YouTube. That wasn't that. Yeah. It was actually that song was written for me solely for performances. That's all it was supposed to be for. That's why it's so short. That's why the hook is like that because it's a call and response. Okay. It wasn't supposed to be like this explains her as an artist and this like no no. So when people, it's funny how everybody gravitated towards that one. And I'm like. That's the one y'all not supposed to be listening to like that. Y'all supposed to be listening to the other stuff. That's the one I so because nobody wants to hear me on stage talking about if it's one thing I learned from others growing up. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody want to hear that right. shit at the club, you know. Right, right, right. So I had to do something that I can do crowd reaction and stuff, but it wasn't supposed to be like a staple <laughs> song for me yeah. that it has now turned into. That's the door to get you in the house. Now once you now once you're in the house, you gotta explore the rooms. 
Yeah, well, and that's where the and sometimes you just never yeah. know. You never know what's yeah, going to what people are going to gravitate toward. Yeah, too. I, I mean, you just never know. I had no idea. Shoot, man, I and had no idea. You just never know what so somebody's going to latch onto. Yeah, you never know. I didn't know, but I guess that's what y'all like. So. Yeah, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lexi, thank you for coming through. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I think the only thing that I ask is that when the project's about to come out, pull up. I got you, know you guys. Let's chop it and let's get them exclusives. You know what I'm saying? Possibly quoted and, for. And, 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 and before TJ, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got Leave you. Leave TJ out of this. I got you. No, no, We know Big Bro come first. We know Big Bro come first. But yeah, possibly quarter three or four. But okay. thank you guys so much for having yeah, me. I really you. appreciate thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Great space. Amazing. It's a great interview. Can't wait to. Uh, I'm looking forward to your project. I really yes, am. Thank so, you guys. And yes, come back anytime. Door is always open here. You guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is the gray space. Peace. I'm a cop of bags and I'm spending all that. Did I make it all back when I die? I can chill. Yo, can I get a bucket and a mop as a spill? I think it's another rapper unkilled. Yeah, I'm with it. You done fucked up. Tell him me, sky's the limit. Watch me suit up. RP to the scrimmage, even though I'm all black, but I still gonna get it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I get it. You done fucked up. Tell him me, sky's the limit. Watch me suit up. RP to the scrimmage, even though I'm all black, but I still gonna get it. So, can I get that? Can I get that? Can I get that? Damn straight. Can I get that? Can I get that? Damn straight. Can I get that? Can I get that? Damn straight. Can I get that? Can I get that? Damn straight. Can I get that? Can I get